what kind of stories do you want to hear? (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't be too detailed. Anything at all, really. I can tell a funny story. Welcome to Rosie on Recruitment, a podcast on recruitment, career, and more. I'm your host, Rosie Nathan, partner and senior sourcing specialist at Customized Talent Group, chief commercial officer at Her Career, chartered manager, and mentor. I'm here with my featured guests, ranging from executives to graduates and candidates to hiring managers, to provide you with valuable insights and tips to help you get the most out of recruitment, whatever side you're on. this episode, I'm joined by Bridget Morris, People and Performance Manager, Tip Top New Zealand for George Western Foods. George Western Foods may not be a name you're familiar with, but it is the great bakery business behind some of New Zealand's best-loved brands like Tip Top Bakery and Big Ben Pies. Bridget is not only a client of Customized Talent Group, where I recently placed a new member of her team, but she has worked in HR and talent for the majority of her career, so definitely knows what she's talking about. Bridget started in the UK and shares how having an accounting background has been an invaluable, transferable skill. She's learnt over time to drop perfectionistic tendencies and loves how HR has developed, being much more influential to support what an organisation is trying to achieve. She also shares how COVID has been a catalyst, helping to accelerate learning in positive ways and knows how important it is to look for the learning wherever there are challenges. A final word of advice from Bridget, go get a gorilla suit, listen to her round out story, and you'll find out why. Enjoy the fantastic insights coming up. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome Bridget to the Rosie on Recruitment and Career podcast. Can you tell us a bit about your first recruitment experience and how things have changed for you? I guess you know, I had to think hard on this one, Rosie. This was quite a challenge. Um, but going back um, all those years ago, my first experience was working in recruitment. So working for an IT consultancy firm based in Brighton in the UK. And I'd actually started working as an assistant accountant for them. So quite a different field because I, I studied both accountancy and HR, but I'd gone in that accounting direction. When I was in that role, there was an opportunity to step into a resourcing team leader role. And I got a lot of encouragement. People were like, oh, you'd be great people person. That was around sourcing and managing candidates for IT projects for clients. So I ended up having a team of six working four hours each evening. And essentially, we were finding contract resource for a whole myriad of IT projects running across the region. So it was a lot of fun and big targets and really tight deadlines, as I'm sure most sort of sources and recruiters will know, but I enjoyed it so much that I sidestepped out of that accounting role and then focused on that whole talent and HR side of things, but never forgetting the accounting. The accounting background has been invaluable. I was very grateful for that opportunity. Who would have thought? That's fantastic. And people forget that, you know, this transferable skill option that adds so much more debt when you apply it. It's an amazing way to move forward. Mm, Yeah, it was really positive. What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? It really is around perfectionistic tendency. So wanting to do everything just right and thinking that there was one path and one path only Mm. and being open to the fact that that maybe wasn't the case. Mm. It almost forced my hand when I had that opportunity to consider different options. And it felt like a big leap of faith. It felt quite scary because I found numbers strangely comforting. Whereas people are a bit of an unknown, as we know. 
I think not knowing exactly how things were going to turn out is kind of trusting that I was where I needed to be at the right time without throwing too much to fate, but at the same time, just following my instincts and my gut around what was the best thing to do, but also not having to do it perfectly either. So Mm. imperfection, you know, that kind of acceptance of yourself and what you bring. I think if I'd allowed myself to be more imperfect, I possibly would have learned more quickly. And what I know now... Now is that imperfection is okay and it's the learning that's actually important along the way the lessons that you have and I think I would have saved myself a whole lot of angst and not been my own toughest critic if I'd known that which I know is a bit of a maturity thing as well so yeah I'm not too tough on myself about that now yes but yeah that would have been great I think I would have fast-tracked even more In terms of that imperfection, do you speak to it if there's hindsight with that? Mm. Because I get a lot of questions from mentees around career pivoting and what they can do. What else in terms of that bravery, you say it took a leap of faith to make that change. Were there any other considerations for you in terms of what allowed you to really move forward and make that step? I'm a big list person. So I do firmly believe in the simple pros and cons. What are the benefits of doing this? What are going to be some of the challenges? And I guess going in with my eyes wide open Mm. was really important. And where I was unsure, seeking advice and guidance. So I think that's really important. When you go and you face with a decision where you potentially want to pivot career-wise, seek out advice, seek out others who have done that. Grab someone for a coffee who you may not know. People love sharing. They love giving their experiences what you've allowed me to do today. It's a really great thing to do and it just helps you formulate your next steps and a bit of a viewpoint and it can make you feel more secure in your decision. There's always an element of the unknown, which is just life, and that's actually not unhealthy. Just go and do some investigation, talk to people, be vulnerable with people, and you'll find that they'll help you along the way. That's such great advice, coupled with that imperfection piece, knowing that nothing is set in stone forever, Mm. right? You can pivot, you can take everything you've learned from any experience and apply it to Mm. something new again. Yes. You've been involved in the area of HR, recruitment and people in performance. HR has traditionally been one of those female dominated departments. How do you think this has impacted perception within businesses, if at all? And what positive, significant changes have you seen in people and performance in recent times? I definitely have observed in the past, I'll go and see the HR lady. There has been an element of that. I think that has changed over the last 10 years. There is also a bit of a perception that HR can be a bit fluffy or the complete opposite, which is slash and burn. You know that if you're speaking to the HR person that you're in trouble, you know, that kind of mentality. So positive Mm. changes, I guess I've noticed is that HR are now much more influential in the business and they don't just have a seat at the table, they're actually respected and they can add real value to the whole talent agenda and the bottom line of the business. And that's by being a lot more commercial and truly understanding the nature of the business, what the business is trying to achieve, what are the different drivers for the different functions so that you can connect Mm. in. And then PMP or people and performance, we call them at um, GWF, has that overarching view and that real business partnering approach where we look at the big picture and we're able to tailor our solutions and our programs to really enhance how the success of the business. And I think that's different, that business partnering. We're not locked away in an Mm. office filling out forms anymore. We're sitting right up alongside our leaders and our people. 
and we're holding their hand and guiding them and showing them the way. And it's a real custodian type role. We take it really seriously. While they're immersed often in the depths of the commercial elements of the business, we're able to step back and actually have a broad view and challenge and really support the decisions that are being made with some real tangible people strategies. So Mm. yes, I think it has been quite female dominated. It still continues to be. I think that there's scope for that to potentially change. I think there's a lot of focus on inclusion and diversity. We're certainly on that journey at GWF and that is one of the areas we are focused on is that gender balance across our business. So really positive things are happening. I think being aware is half solving the problem really, isn't it? Just being aware of what the situation is and then the solution becomes apparent. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's a lot in that. It was a long question. (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, it's good. Excellent. Gets you thinking. I've been in business a long time and I started off in the area of logistics and few of those organizations had HR at all. Yeah. Unless they were multinationals. Yes. Male dominated industry with a get in, fit in, do it or get lost type of attitude. Mm, mm, so mm-hmm. moving from that into some more corporate organizations and fintech and just seen a huge shift during my time. And Mm. I remember when I was working at Freedom, they completely changed the model and took out a management structure and had HR business partners working with different teams. Mm. That was quite revolutionary at the time. And I know you speak about the business partnering role. I've worked with you in that area and just how that has shifted to ensure that individuals feel that they can speak up and have a voice and be a part of this organization that they're working for. I absolutely value the type of work that you do and think, you're exactly the right person to have in this role having worked with you a little bit you can be the custodian of such important work within an organization and how Mm. they move forward it's a Mm. great set of skills oh thank you yeah on that business partner model we've got that model in our business it's a constant learning and a bit of a journey internally some leaders have fully embraced it and when I first started at GWF began my role two and a half years ago certainly I was very impressed with how the business had embraced that model and our leaders understood it really well. So the implementation had been well done and that allowed quite a nice smooth road to really enhance what was already there in terms Mm. of that. And there's always a few pockets that need a bit of extra work, but that's actually fun. That's a challenge. That's really interesting. And winning, I guess, those tougher leaders over is actually really rewarding and showing them the value you can add. It's never a smooth road, but I'm very impressed with the structure here and what we have have and the understanding of the business partner role works really well. It's wonderful. Mm. At Tip Top, you have a purpose to create everyday moments of goodness and values of safe, collaborative, trusting and courageous. How do you and your team support your leaders and your workforce in this purpose and the values? Yeah, great question. It's funny, I hear you saying that, like, it's ingrained in me now. I love it. And I hear it, I hear it, and it excites me because I know what it means. Yes. Yeah, it does give me purpose when I hear that, and I love our values. I just think they sound quite simple, but actually they're the foundation for everything we do. And I guess the way that we support this is high level. We've integrated the purpose and values into our culture at all levels. So our people programs, how we operate as a business, how we interact with each other. Our values just provide that clear guidance and really inform what we do and how we do it. So that creates this really fantastic alignment in how we live at GWF and that makes it easier 
to enjoy what yeah. you do because you're kind of all heading in the same direction, which is a good thing. Look, the way that we support, there's a range of initiatives and projects that go on as well as our day-to-day making the bread and, and getting that out to consumers. There's a whole range of exciting initiatives behind the scenes that enable that to happen, enable us to be dynamic and creative with how we show up. And collaboration, I think, is one of the values that I see brought to life often with regards to initiatives. For instance, I had a wonderful opportunity to lead our values rollout project when I first joined the business, and that was a trans-Tasman team. So that was right across the PMP team in Australia, New Zealand, and other key leaders in the business. That was delivered well, successfully, and we had coordinated activities across ANZ, which really helped bring those values to life right through our bakeries and our head offices. And that really was a great example of that value of collaboration because it's it's tricky, right? Mm. It's tricky when you're trans-Tasman and yes. there's always that Aussie New Zealand rub that tends to happen. We're pretty lucky here. But it's not so bad because there is this alignment with regards to those values. So when we do things, mm. those are in mind. It's more than just having a poster on the walls. You know, it's how, how do we bring that to life? So we live and breathe them. And when we're having conversations, we talk about trust and being courageous have that conversation with that person. Have a yarn about it. Sort it out. Be courageous. Grab it by both horns and go for it. I think it's definitely how we work as a business. You see it right through all the functions. Something that shifted a lot for me during my career is this word courageous and that it doesn't have to mean confrontational. No. And so historically, I think it was go out, have to have these hard conversations. And so the conversations themselves have to be hard Mm. and Mm. win or lose. But what I'm loving bringing whole human selves to work and being vulnerable and being open and really trying to understand perspectives before being defensive is that courageous conversations can be the most vulnerable and also allow you to connect in new ways through a business and that can only happen with trust. So the exactly. fact that that is a core of what you are continuing to amplify throughout your business can mm. only lead to better places. Yeah, absolutely. I've learned a lot about SAFE. I didn't come from a manufacturing background and so SAFE for me has been a real journey. SAFE doesn't just mean keeping safe at work. It's mm. actually about the safety of our food that we make and provide to consumers. It's looking out for your own safety, but it's actually looking out for others safety and I've seen that in action in our organization like it's so natural for instance traffic management is something that is present on most workplaces so walking across the site and not walking on the path properly and then my colleague will say Bridget I'm worried about you just can you walk on the footpath and it's that kind of thinking of others and I see that every day in our business around safe and that just warms my heart because it shows real caring for our people and who we are and what we do. And I've never seen that anywhere else to such a great extent. It's cool. It sounds really simple and really obvious, but I just love the way we do that. In our bakeries, it's present. So if you're walking around, it's quite a foreign environment when you're not in it every day in the bakery environment. And it can be really dangerous. There's a lot of machinery, yes, a lot of moving parts, a lot going on. It's not a familiar area to me every day. So I'm quite cautious there. And I rely on having the expert, the leader, whoever's 
beside me to kind of just coach and guide me on that. And people mm. just look out for each other. So I guess that all the values are great. They all play out in slightly different ways. That's been a really interesting journey with the safe one for me. You can pick up that sense whenever you walk into an environment as well. So when I was in logistics, I did a lot of site visits to different manufacturing plants. There is a different feel like there is when you walk into different offices of this culture of care and community, particularly mm. since you are part of an essential workers team, that they already have that ingrained will give them so much strength. Yeah, absolutely. What major shifts are you anticipating in ways of working in the next two to five years? And how are you preparing for those? Well, couldn't go any further without mentoring our friend COVID. Best mates now, it's acted as a bit of a catalyst and I think it's great, dare I say it. I think it's challenging our traditional ways and methods and how we operate as humans. And I think it's worked as a catalyst really looking at how we work together, what is mm. effective and so <clears throat> many learnings over the last year and a bit. And we're still yeah. learning. So high level, obviously I'm not going to give away all our secrets because we're always doing fun stuff in the background. But certainly, like all businesses, we're striving to be better, optimise our operations, do things a bit differently while continuing to provide excellent products to our consumers. So really it's looking across the whole board and thinking, how can we continue to do what we're doing, but maybe adapt and grow and be a bit different. The first thing that we're in discussions like everyone else is this flexible working piece. We actually had a very mm. flexible working policy to begin with. And by that, I mean, you can adapt it to what needed to happen within your business. The thing here at GWF is we are encouraged to act like owners of the business. So although we have policies and procedures like any large organisation, there is a certain freedom as to how we apply that. It's about taking those policies and actually bringing them to life and making them real for your business. So that's quite cool really. There is an element of creativity mm. and innovation in our business that you don't often see in such a large organisation. Yes. I think we're quite unique in that way. The flexible working updated things around how we apply that and here in New Zealand we encourage people to do a day or two working from home if they wish dependent on their role and in agreement with their manager. Just being more open to that, making sure people are set up safely to conduct their job and, yes. and carry on. So I think that will continue. We'll also be looking at are we fit for purpose in terms of our office setup. We're in process but obviously it's still early days. We're still reacting a little but to the COVID situation. We've got the vaccinations that will change things as we proceed over the next few months, perhaps three to six months where things still need to settle down. And that's been optimistic, I think, and understanding yes. what this means for us going forward. So we're not jumping into doing anything radical. It's more about let's consider some options and think about this. We don't tend to jump and rush things. We're more considered in our approach and we seek input and we collaborate because that's obviously one of our values and we make better decisions that way. I think adapting listening to consumers and just continuing to support a fit for purpose organisation, just making sure that we are not being complacent, which we never are, but not being too comfortable with where we're at and just challenging ourselves. The great thing you said there is you are considered and collaborative. What Corona has taught us is we obviously can react if required when large instances occur that impact the workplace. So we understand we do have that ability and you're taking some great lessons from that and continuing to work in your best ways. So congratulations. Mm. Yes, thanks. And now a super quick word from our sponsor. A big thanks to the sponsor of this episode, 
customised talent group, a New Zealand-owned and operated recruitment agency with an innovative, unique and personalised approach. At Customized Talent, Michael Viner leads a team of eight partners who deliver exceptional service with a model that ensures partners are rewarded for developing long-standing, trusted relationships that have the client and candidate best interests at heart. Customized can provide the recruitment partnership you've been searching for, sourcing outstanding talent while providing the highest levels of care and communication to support requirements and business objectives. Check out the show notes for contact details. What's been your biggest career challenge and what did you learn from it? It's interesting. And I think when you get a few years behind you, you can actually really reflect on that quite nicely. (laughs) I've worked for some great leaders and some not so great. All of them have taught me so much, which I can now hand on heart say I'm eternally grateful for. At the Mm. time, it probably would have said something different. You know, it's really important when you're faced with those challenging career situations, even though it's challenging when you're in the thick of it, look Mm. for the learning. Sometimes you really have to pull yourself up and go, oh my goodness, what is the universe trying to tell me here? What I tend to do is put my hands in the air and go, what is the universe trying to tell me? Look for the learning rather than that victim mentality, which is why is this happening to me, which you could very easily fall into. Just think mm. about this because this is not necessarily all about you either. And, yes. and I think that's really important to get some perspective on things. But I think those opportunities are just great, like unbelievably amazing mm. for learning and building resilience. Honestly, yes, the resilience and the growth that I've had through some of those more challenging situations has been phenomenal for my personal strength and my confidence. I've chosen to use those situations to build my confidence rather than knock my confidence. And it was mm. a conscious choice. I tend to like sharing with people I trust. So I would always seek advice and insights and some support from people. And there's that vulnerability thing again. Just be prepared to be a bit vulnerable and ask for help and get some viewpoints so that you don't think you're going crazy. It's really important to get through that. I do think that, I mean, no one is perfect. Everyone's on their own journey and got their own battles. And I think if you can be a bit more holistic in your thinking and recognize that life is not so tough when you are in those situations where Mm. it seems like the world has ended. So that's probably my biggest lesson is never to get too like it's about me. There's always much more going on. That's a great lesson to pass on. I try and share that with a lot of mentees. People that are new in their career do tend to think the world centers around them. There are a lot of business decisions and home life pieces that form any one of us. Oh, exactly. Honey, it's not. No. And I love that saying. And whenever I meet someone who I think is a bit challenging or a bit difficult or Mm. whatever you want to call it, I always think to myself, everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you know nothing about. What I find is that just creates a place of empathy for me that allows me to perhaps be more kind and gentle with the person. And it's a really good place to come from when you're faced with someone who's a bit adversarial. Yeah. What do you love most about working at GWF Tip Top? Yeah, look, GWF is our parent company across Australia and New Zealand and Tip Top are a division of that. So Tip Top Bakeries, you know, we make the bread and we also do Big Ben Pies. What I love most, and it is so unique and I've never experienced it before, is we're encouraged to act like owners of our business, which is what I mentioned earlier. Our business operating model provides a lot of autonomy. So it's a great place that you can come to and 
think big. That is quite appealing. I can put my hand on heart and say several of the things that I've talked about as an HR kind of person I've wanted to do, provided I have the good business case behind it and some benefit for the business, the answer is typically yes, if it makes sense. I don't know. I just think there's a real desire for some innovation and creativity in the business. And that is pretty Mm. cool. In fact, I've never worked in food before and I just absolutely love it. I don't know if it's food or if I think it's a bit of both. I think it's GWF as well. I think our culture is pretty amazing. George Weston, who is the head of our business, he's actively involved and, you know, he's a good businessman, but he's got some fantastic morals around how he operates his business, which really sets a tone for how we all work as well. It's all about communities and people. That is really heartening to be part of something like that. So I think it's the people, the passion for the business. We've got a really united team across the business. We all care a lot and it's fast paced and it's dynamic. So no day is ever the same. Personally, I love that. I have a tendency to get a bit bored if things are the same. And I can tell you now, two and a half years down the track, I'm loving it. It's just so much fun. And that autonomy and that ability to just get on with things is quite refreshing. Coupled with the fact, because we are a big business, we have great infrastructure and we have great access to tools and programs and development and all that great stuff is there like you get anywhere but we have this added benefit of also being quite nimble and agile that's pretty cool you know the great point you make is this leadership from the top Mm. when you have that sharp arrow point that leads with those values Mm. it's easy for that to flow through the rest of the organization oh absolutely and it's genuine like it's not just talk it's real what is one career or personal goal you have for 2021 Well, I have two actually. So I do have my career goal. I love what I'm doing. So I'm quite happy continuing my growth. I've still got a lot to learn, but I do want to up-level myself. I am thinking about doing some extra study and I'm just thinking about what areas that will be and what I'm interested in, what's going to add value to what I'm doing at GWF. I want to tick all the boxes in terms of what I do next because I think it's an opportunity. Kids are a bit older, kind of in that space where I have, I say I have a bit more time. I am busy, but certainly I would like to up-level my learning a little bit now. And then a personal goal, I have a passion for singing and I'm growing my repertoire, looking to do more jazz, but also head back into my classical operatic side. A big year on the singing front. I'm quite excited about that. Yeah, Yeah, this is amazing. I just think as a human being to have a creative outlet and I believe everybody does. Whatever it is, mine is singing and performance because you can really lose yourself in it and all your inhibitions have to fall away. They really do. It's about vulnerability again. That feeling of singing to a group of people, however large or small, you are entertaining them. So you have to be fully present and engaged and vulnerable to really make sure they're having a good time. I think there's some great lessons in being able to perform to build your confidence and your authenticity. So is there anything else that you'd like to share or any last words you want to leave us with, Bridget? So I was working for a recruitment firm in Wellington. This is about keeping humour in the workplace. Interview a lot of candidates, no disrespect, but it gets a bit repetitive sometimes. It was IT, one of the consultants who I was their resourcer looking for the candidates and interviewing them. The consultant was a bit notorious being a bit of a pranker. He'd gone and bought this gorilla suit and he put this gorilla suit on. 
went and sat in one of the interview rooms. Then we got one of the other consultants. We said, oh, you need to come and have an interview. We got her to come along and we were like, oh, the candidate's in the waiting room. <laughs> she walked in and there's a gorilla sitting in the room. <laughs> she screamed. It was brilliant. It was so <laughs> funny. And I just, I'll never forget it. And it just was the best prank. Anyway, later I went and worked for another organisation and I kept in touch with this chap and I asked if he could send his gorilla suit up because I thought, oh, we need a bit of an injection of fun up here. The suit got sent up and I did the same thing to my team. Honestly, if anyone wants a good laugh, get a gorilla suit and dress up and go and do some normal. (laughs) Just get a gorilla suit. Go sit in a cafe or provide a bit of humour to people. Oh, seriously, though, it was very funny. I want to do it again. I'm going to do it again in my life. I just think it's hilarious. Yes. People love it. We need more silly. We need a bit more silly. Yeah, I agree. You know, silly safe. We're advocating (laughs) a bit of silly, but definitely coupled with the safe here. (laughs) Anyway, I mean, it's just a little funny thing, but it stuck with me. And, you know, that person that I worked with who's still in recruitment today, he had a bit of a reputation for being a bit of a joker. You know, good on him. I think having that is so refreshing. People really value that. I guess I would say, you know, when you're meeting people, when you're part of a team, bring your unique self. Be memorable. Yes. You don't have to wear a gorilla suit, but be memorable. So what about you is different and unique that you can bring, that people know you for. When they say your name, like when people say Bridget, Mm. they think singing. It just brings an element of personality and a personal touch to things. I realise not everyone's comfortable with it, but just bring something, whether that's your expertise and people will value you for that and they can build that trust and get to know you. That's a bit of advice I would provide. It's a great story and it's also a lovely piece of advice, particularly for candidates as they're coming into an interview situation. So many of my guests say exactly that. They want to see the unique perspective. They want to understand their energy and how they can fit with the team. You've covered off a lot there, Bridget. That's good. Be memorable, but for the right reasons. Memorable for the right reasons. (laughs) Yes, this is also very important at (laughs) uh, networking events. (laughs) Yes, yes. Thanks for all your energy and time, Bridget. It's so obvious that you love what you're doing and the team you're doing it with. I sincerely hope everyone is inspired and leaves this episode with an injection of Silly Safe to spread and ripple into their work environments. To connect with Bridget, Tip Top Bakery and George Western Foods, check out the show notes for links and helpful details. If you liked this episode of Rosie on Recruitment, please subscribe, review, share with your networks on your favorite social channels and tag me at Rosie Her Career. That's R-O-S-E-Y. I'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions to discuss how I can help you find the best human talent for your organization or to place you in your next dream role. Until next time, remember, be calmer, be kind, be better. Mm-hmm.